Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is The Underwater Menace. But first, let's get to this whiskey of the week. So this week we are drinking Old Forester. And I'm kind of excited to be doing the way we're doing this season because it means that we're getting to try some of these outside of Texas whiskeys. Mm Mm-hmm. And I picked Old Forester because Jackie Zykan Mm -hmm. is the master taster at Old Forester. And so I definitely am kind of um, blindly Googling like women in whiskey just because I kind of want a nice smattering. Yeah. And it's just always really nice to see the amount of women that are out there. Definitely could be more. Mm -hmm. Would love to see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's definitely not like Mm 50-50. But she's also really cool because her background is through chemistry and biology. Fun. And that's how she got into mixology, Hmm. which I love. It's truly an art. Yeah. It's truly an art. And there's so much science behind it. And Mm -hmm. that's what I really love to see with a lot of the people that we've kind of talked about uh, and gotten to know through these whiskeys is that a lot of them have these like science backgrounds Mm -hmm. and got to whiskey Mm -hmm. through science. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget that like I have a friend that I went to college with that was a science person and Mm -hmm. she's with like she was with um breweries for a while Mm -hmm. and so like science doesn't have to be you know in a laboratory lab white coat yeah it could be unconventional yeah yeah (laughs) get into science folks science is cool (laughs) all right so yeah she's pretty cool now have you ever had old forester this is a pretty big deal brand never um, so Old Forester is the country's oldest bourbon. Like they're, they like claim that mm-hmm. now. Um, Does Google support it? Well, I mean, they were first bottled in 1870. Hmm, okay. So I don't, it probably, it's not like the country's first bourbon, period. <laughs> because that was made somewhere in the like hills of the Appalachians mm-hmm. very illegally. Right. Um but like major distilled but like branded branded companied mm-hmm. this is a product not just oh. a i make it and i'm selling it like at the local tavern to like some people like, you know it's a brahma company so, yeah um and they also hold a whole bunch of over the past 150 years a lot of firsts of like they were they were one of the first uh, whiskey companies to do the whole like hey it's the holidays let's include a decanter uh, okay cute so a which, little gift little gift right set, gift sets which those comes in come in very clutch for gifts honestly right. oh man super, super the best yeah. honestly if you need to get me presents <laughs> it's a good choice too the booze yeah but with the gift set with the matching glass mm-hmm. because I, I need it that's how I have got one of my 
yellow rose bottles. Mm. I think the first yellow rose bottle where I could not find it. And when I asked the help, the, the help. Wow. <gasps> I mean, it was a white boy. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, the guy there and I was like, hey, I'm looking for yellow rose. He was like, like hunted it down for me. And he was like, this is all I've got. And so it makes me really happy when I go now and there's just rose and I Everywhere, pet them and yeah. I say, hi guys. Okay guys, welcome. I wanted to buy you today, but I had to. One of the interesting parts about things that I found on their website was that during Prohibition, Old Forester was one of the only companies given a permit to sell and manufacture whiskey during Prohibition. Hmm. And out of those companies, it's the only one still around today. So... All right. Like a little fighter. I mean, it can't be that bad if it's been around. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. If it's been around for that long. Yeah. It can't be that bad. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's do it. Now, let's this is their rye. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's going to have a punch in my throat. Yeah. But you like, but it's the kind you like. You like rice. I do. We found this out. I do. I do. To my like consternation and disbelief. <laughs> People can evolve. <laughs> Taste buds can evolve. They actually really can. I would like to sit, we got a couple people who like know their whiskey stuff to listen to us. Mm -hmm. I would love it if people who know more, who understand like the Mm -hmm. differences and everything, Mm -hmm. um, could explain (laughs) what it is that you don't like. Because Mm -hmm. it's like two different types of kick, you Mm -hmm. know, and you Mm -hmm. love one. I hate the other one. And you really hate the other. Yeah. Absolutely right. That'd be a great thing to have. Cheers. Yes. All right. I like the smell. Smells punchy. It's one of my favorite colors of whiskey, the deep amber. The deep amber reminds me of, remember during the 90s, the little uh, uh, like amber bracelet, like beaded bracelet? Yes, yes, yes. I had, yeah, the amber one. This is like the color of. The one with the big chunky beads Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they all meant something different. Right. Yeah. Right. This is what this reminds the color. It was like the pre, it was like uh, Livestrong era, oh as God, well. The yeah, Livestrong era, and he was living real strong, was real strong. <laughs> oh, oh, my God! Oh, that put hair in my chest. In on around that hurt my brain. My put, back, like, hair the back like, of my, on the back of my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me. The back of my throat. Whoa. That's not like baby. That's stabbed. This is definitely something for the rocks. Oh, that is not baby's first whiskey. No. Chimney Christmas. Hundred proof. Oh, Jesus. You're welcome. I mean, you know, it's my birthday. <laughs> and of course, I did not. Guys, I'm an adult in the Shire. I'm an adult in the Shire. Officially. I am no longer a child in the only community that matters. Whoo, boy, howdy. That, I don't know that we've had something that's had, that, yeah, that might be the strongest initial reaction I've had to any of them that wasn't just like, this is terrible. Because it's not terrible. It's got the same kind of, I need patience to consume it that like a good tequila does almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
This still smells very strong, and I'm a little intimidated. Your first reaction. It punched me in the gut. Same. Like, I'm only <clears throat> starting to feel better. Normalized, yeah. Like, I'm afraid to drink this. Yeah, same, same. The back of my throat, it really hit the back of my throat yeah. hard. So um, I can still feel it, like, remnant air around my remnants eyeballs. remnants of it. I need to, like, drink right. water. Yeah. <laughs> I dare say I don't want to really experience that again. Not that. Like, it wasn't bad. It just was surprisingly strong. I wasn't prepared. I was not prepared. I was not. Uh, What is it? A hundred proof, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I was not prepared. And we've had, like, that's pretty medium. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't know what it is. Like, upper three-quarter tile area. And, but, like, I've never responded to something as gut-punchy right? as that one. Like, we both immediately, like... Died. Bent over. Like, listeners, I don't know if you can see us here, but we died. <laughs> <laughs> but we died. We're speaking to you from the afterlife. Yeah. This is... <laughs> uh, yeah. This is crazy. Ah. But, but I liked it as well. Like, I liked the parts that didn't kill me. Yeah, I liked the parts that didn't hurt. Yeah. But it was a tasty whiskey, which I'm like, okay, let's just be brave and cheers. We're strong women. We're strong. Oh, God, okay. Much better. Oh, night Much day. better. Wow. It's definitely supposed to be mixed. Much better. That's beautiful. It's still strong. Um, It's still punchy. Yeah. Not as punchy. But in a... With the not growing the hair off the back of my eyeballs, kind of way. It's right. in a ah yes. This is one this of the reasons whiskey. I like drinking whiskey mm-hmm. is for this mm-hmm. punch. This is whiskey. Uh, that's beautiful. I that's I why I've been around for so long because yeah. it's deceiving. Yeah, <laughs> deception. <laughs> People that like it strong can have it strong, and then it's good for someone who wants it neat. Yeah, because that was that was a gut punch. Mm-hmm. For sure. 50% alcohol by volume. Wow. That's a lot of alcohol. That, this, this glass is my only glass. This is, oh, <laughs> wow. You are not kidding. <laughs> like, maybe not even this full glass. Yeah, like, maybe we should, like, siphon <laughs> off the top. Right. Like, go give it to the kids down the street. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot. Yeah. Just kidding. I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Bottoms up. We're going to do this. No. So what do you give it? I'm still going to give it a 7.5 mm. because of the gut punch. I appreciate it. It's better Yeah. Um, with On the Rocks. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, still not. So, I think I'm just, it could be my fave if I just drink it for the second time mm-hmm. on the rocks immediately and not have it neat before because I think I'm afraid to really fully taste it now. Uh, just wait till the recap. Oh, God. Mm-mm. Watch us. Okay. Watch us have had this visceral reaction. This Just to be fair, my yeah. prediction. Yeah. Visceral reaction to this. Mm-hmm. And during the recap, we're going to be like, we love it. What's the, I don't what know, was the, big, the big deal? deal. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just imagine. I never know. I mean, who never who who never knows? <laughs> who never who knows? Who never knows? Yeah, it gets wild. 
I am going to go with an eight and a half. Okay. Because I real because this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. On the Rocks is lovely. Mm-hmm. And I would want to see, I, I feel like, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier, where I feel like I could, if I was in a like, tequila sipping kind of a mm-hmm. mood like there's definitely some whiskeys that hit in a similar area for right. me and so i could see this being that kind of a thing gotcha give it to me where it's you know low key you know mm-hmm. i could see this being a choice for me when i'm in the very specific mood gotcha but I could see this the on the rocks being a choice for me, like anytime, anywhere. Right. So as long as I got ice, like we're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, so it, it brings that score up a little bit for me because okay. that first kick, that first kick, and I was down like yeah. a seven. Yeah. Gut gut punch. So let's talk about Doctor Who. So this week we are discussing the underwater menace. Mm-hmm. It ran from January 14th to February 4th, 1967. After a couple weeks of having lots of news, it felt weird because this one had not much. January 13th, I actually saved this because this is just to see how far we've come in terms of um, policing, gotcha. shall you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So January 13th, 1967, members of the New York Police Department saved about 300 sleeping residents of the Jamaica section of the borough of Queens, running from house to house in the 20 minutes before a natural gas explosion leveled houses and started a fire that eventually destroyed 22 buildings. The NYPD was alerted at 5.11 in the morning, and as the underground gas lines exploded at 5.30, only four people were hurt, none seriously. Wow. That sounds like it was like the end of the world but only four people got hurt really stressful high stakes um crazy and they did more than read the newspaper standing in front of the buildings um you know didn't wash their hands Mm -hmm. while they watched buildings explode oh my god Hmm. january 15th the first super bowl is played okay who were the teams you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Some overpaid group of people that plays football versus another overpaid group of people that play, a, a plays football. A group of men versus a group of men. With a lot of people in charge that are probably taking advantage of like black bodies because that's what the football fucking shit is. <laughs> Back on positive news. January 27th, the fire on Apollo 1 command module kills three astronauts during a launch rehearsal. Great. Um, space stuff is either really, really sad or really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. There's no real in-between. No, no, not a whole lot of really in-between. <laughs> and on February 3rd, Purple Haze was recorded by Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, Ooh. look at that. We're in the Hendrix Lovely era. Hendrix. Okay, so this story was written by Jeffrey Orme, and Jeffrey is spelled that cool way with the G-E-O. With the G, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And directed by Julia Smith. Our story editor is still Jerry Davis, and our producer is still Ennis Lloyd. Do any of those names mean anything? No. no. I mean, no. Sure. Um, that's fair. All I could get about our dear old friend Jeff was that he was a prolific writer. Like, Wikipedia is like, yeah, he wrote a lot of shit. Right. He was. He seemed, from what I was seeing, he seemed like he was kind of like a BBC staff writer. Mm. And so he just kind of like pitched scripts all over the place. Gotcha. And a whole bunch of them got picked up. Like, gotcha. prolific as fuck but nothing that I had actually like seen. Yeah, yeah. Julia Smith also directed The Smugglers. Okay. And, you know, did a much better job when it came to co-creating EastEnders. Oh, 
so we've talked about her before and her the other guy that helped co-create eastenders was also in doctor who oh interesting okay over in the green room Mm -hmm. we have joseph first who is dr zaroff okay the mad scientist guy Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, um if nothing else in the in the interview with loose cannon he has an eye patch oh wow and it's completely uncommented on and i love it because he's just like sitting there, you know, this old Austrian man like rocking an eye patch, yeah. um, and no one's like, "What happened?" Yeah, no, no, no. I even like ex- when I went to Wikipedia, like to go do some research. Mm-hmm. I fully expected somebody to be like, you know, he got like harpooned in the face yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. No mention, no like if he was sick or Did like got a car accident. Nothing, nothing. It's nothing. just okay. He now has an one eye patch. Of, yeah, one of the first things you learn about Sammy Davis Jr. is he was in a car wreck that. Made him lose an eye, but like not Zaroff. Well, not a, just not, not rocking the, an eye patch. So maybe he was just doing it for the look. I don't know. Maybe it was his D's. Yeah, you okay. know, it's his aesthetic. Get off his case. Good for him. No, I loved it. It was great. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> there rocking an eye patch. He was Aust- He is was was Austrian. Mm-hmm. So the accent was authentic. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that reports around the time thought it was like a. English bloke putting on an accent mm, but it's because even in when I was watching it, I was like, this sounds almost like too spot on. Right. Turns out it was just, you know, an actual person from yeah. the actual country. Yeah. <laughs> Funny uh, how that works, you know. And my brother made a appearance watching this one with one of these with me. Okay. And his first response was that he was giving very Gene Wilder mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Willy Wonka mm-hmm. and very specifically Young Frankenstein mm-hmm. uh, because he wears that like white lab coat. Right. And because I know that one of the things that I will have to do at some point with you is force you to watch this movie, <laughs> but I don't think you'll regret it. That's Gene Wilder uh, and Frankenstein. Yep. You mm-hmm. see... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely very much so yeah mm-hmm. i thought i've seen the face before mm-hmm. no it was almost distracting the whole time How? because i was like ah oh, this is very very much feeling like, um, gene wilder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so colin jevons who played damon was in the 1981 tv production of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy which is the best book of all time that's a good one and have you read it mm-hmm. okay Okay, oh my gosh, Jen <laughs> is going to finally get know a reference. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was a failed Doctor Who script. Really? Mm-hmm. I Douglas, see that. We'll see Douglas Adams down the road. Okay, I can see that. And I don't think it was, it wasn't picked up because like, if you've ever read the book, it's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. can you even imagine that being mm-hmm. a full episode? All of a sudden. Yeah. You are in your kitchen, and then Zaphoid Brebo box shows up, and you're <laughs> and like, the world you're is crazy. What's, the, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. No, I huge, huge fan of the books. Uh, some of my favorites, and so uh, he was also in Hitchhikers, awesome, which is great. Noel Johnson, who played the King guy, mm-hmm. was a pretty famous radio voice actor hmm. from the 1940s. Oh, okay. Like one of those were like. Was a pretty well-known character. So some of the parents may uh, yeah. recognize the voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Watson, Ramos, the priest mm-hmm. that ends up helping them, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. does the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's notable partially because he has a really impressive resume. Um, like it was, it kept just being, oh, I wanted to watch that, or oh, I know that one, or like it, it was just. Or it sounds really good. A bunch mm-hmm. of Sherlock Holmes kind of stuff. And like mm-hmm. just a cool sounding. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like he made interesting choices for gotcha. his career. Mm-hmm. And didn't just pick like, you pick know, random NCIS things. Law and Order, NCIS Law and right, Order. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, Zed Cars, you know, that kind right, of thing. Right, right, right. 
I thought it was also really funny because the episode wiki is where Mm -hmm. I linked all these actors just to get some brief information. Mm -hmm. And so the um, episode wiki links to Watson, but Watson's page Mm -hmm. does not make a single fucking mention of Doctor Who and does not link back at all. So I'm almost wondering if it's not the same guy Mm -hmm. because Doctor Who is kind of one of those like... You might, might you put it in your bio. Right, right. You, you wanna, put Doctor Who in your at bio. At this point, yeah. yeah. You want to put it in the bio. Yeah, so, you know, the drama. Right. Wikipedia drama right know, here. Right? right? You, you heard it here first. Whoa. Exclusive content. <laughs> wow. Peter Steffens, Lolam the High Priest, mm-hmm. the one at the end that's like, that was... That's really how he was. He was also Billy Bunter in The Celestial Toymaker. Okay. Right? Yeah. You can see it. He looked a little... Yeah, I can see it. Okay. So, production notes. Buckle up. So, they picked up the script to make it, and then they tossed the script for being too expensive. Okay. Then they got a new writer, and mm-hmm. he got too sick to finish the work, so they were like, oh, we need to go back to the Underwater Menace. Mm-hmm. But at that point, which is about a month before it goes out on air, they get told, surprise, y'all need to work Jamie Fa- Fraser into right. this whole episode, because uh-huh. we just decided to make him a companion. Wow. Have fun. Wow. So they actually only recorded like a week before it went out, because... They had to like do all these rewrites and then shove Jamie in there, which is, I think, why it's a He's little kind of just in the background. <laughs> yeah. Now, episode two mm-hmm. was only discovered in 2011. Oh, okay. I appreciate yeah. that it was discovered because that made this one so much easier. Oh, to watch. right, right. Yeah. And there were bits and pieces as we were watching that, um, for example, at the very end when Zaroff drowns mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you had that clip of him drowning Mm -hmm. so that's because in other countries especially australia they would censor the episode before Uh, they put it on air so they would cut those bits out mm -hmm. and those bits are the bits that survived which to me is the karmic retribution of censorship right is that the episode is gone right the only thing we have we got is the censored shit (laughs) Because y'all decided, Jokes on so you. like I guess thanks, but like also also why would you keep the censored look what shit? It was that bad, you know? Right? Like, How are you going to destroy the episode but keep the censored shit? Right? It's not like you're going to give it back. Like take like when I like cut the part off my food that I don't like, it's not like I set on the counter and go, "This was going to be useful later." Right. I throw it in the trash can. Exactly. Wow. I thought that was funny mm-hmm. and is a really good uh, indicator of why we shouldn't censor things. Mm-hmm. Amen. Ding. Karma's a bitch. Yep, that's yep, that's true. So, what are your first impressions? First impressions. I do have to say I enjoyed the episode, even though they were the last episode. The fact that there was more, you know, more of the actual footage and getting mm-hmm. to see uh, the second Doctor act- right. in action was really cool. Right. Yeah, I also got to appreciate how thin Polly's eyebrows really oh, are. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to think that was just because it was, you know, terrible, like, clips were safe, but no, they're no, really that thin. It's really thin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was definitely an era. Mm-hmm. It was a look. Very 2000s. <laughs> was a look. Yeah. Well, I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm a little biased because I really love Atlantis, mm-hmm. but I loved everything about it. I wish we could find the first and the last mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I think the costumes are wild. Yeah, they're really nice. And 
incredible. And like, I can see why this episode would have been too expensive because right. like they went all in. Right. And then the beautiful like dance break in the middle. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I'm just going to take this opportunity mm-hmm. to just put out there through this podcast mm-hmm. medium that I will not tolerate, listen to, or give a platform to any kind of hate against these fish people. <laughs> I love them. Honestly, favorite scene of the story. I love this kind of weird ass shit. It was like synchronized swimming. Uh, man, but like on wires. Right. And it was right. so fucking weird. It was pretty weird. Uh, now, apparently, Troughton and Lloyd thought they looked dumb, and Lloyd thought they looked very American 50s B-film. Oh, wow. Which, like, fair. Fair, yeah, fair. And most people seem to agree with them, but as she makes eye contact through the camera lens, you're all wrong, because they're perfect. <laughs> loved it. I'll get more into it in the story, because mm-hmm. I loved it so much, mm-hmm. and might be my favorite scene of all of Doctor Who ever. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, it wasn't just all about fish people. So do you want to hear a brief synopsis? Let's do it. To be fair, I also included it in my brief synopsis because I loved it so much. <laughs> so Doctor Who finally tackles the what-ifs of Plato's Atlantis so they can put Polly in an Esther Williams costume and have a nice underwater on wires ballet section in the middle it's very <laughs> oklahoma of them in a mad scientist kind of way mm-hmm. pretty much sums it up so uh let's get into some tardis points let's do it Let's talk about it. Hey, Jen, mm-hmm. what does a TARDIS point stand for? Terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness, which is what is about to happen. Meow. Wow, guys. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about two. How you feel about the doctor? I like him more and more every time. Every time. He's right? great. That whole little... Did you ever watch Mad TV growing up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I wasn't you know, allowed to, but I did. <laughs> did you remember that character, Stuart? Oh. Where he was like, is Like that, yeah. So the doctor, the doctor cutting the, the light. Very, yes. And he was like, he gave very much that Stuart energy in that oh, scene. Man. So it was like a flashback to Mad yeah. TV. Um, but I loved him. I loved, I him, loved him this whole time. He was great. I was almost mad that we get to... to that we get to see all of this mm-hmm. and know how much of it is missing. Right. Because Patrick Troughton is a comedic genius. He is. He is. What, however you feel about the doctor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how he's manifesting, mm-hmm. Patrick Troughton's got him on the tip of his toes every time. Right. Like he understands where he's going the with character. this doctor. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's so involved mm-hmm. and he does not let second of space breeze Mm -hmm. i feel like we kind of had a lot of that wait to talk acting right which is a very traditional style like i get that Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. a style Mm -hmm. but patrick trout knows how to fill the space right and fill these moments Mm -hmm. where like 
I'm mad we don't have all this footage because I just want to watch him in the background. Right. I just want to see him. I act. just want to. He's. I know he's poking shit and he's mm-hmm. making faces mm-hmm. and he's doing all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. There were so many moments where I was like, "Thank God we have this," so mm-hmm. that I know he was doing that over there while all this action is happening. Right. Because otherwise, we just wouldn't know. Right. I loved him, and I loved the. Um, I love the way they were dropping in the science lessons. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. it was fantastic, and most of them were more or less correct. Yeah, this was definitely an episode where I'm like, "Oh, science!" Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was an educational show. <laughs> you know, like that's what that's what this is. It's not mm-hmm. just entertainment. You know, it, it started off as an, ed- an like educational TV show. Yeah. No, I love that they like popped out and he was like, ooh, it's the Miocene because my nerd brain went, who picks the fucking Miocene to be your reference point? But like, okay, fam. Cool. Um, you know, and they were only off by like two million years. Right. It's fine. And I for mean the Miocene era. It's it's fine. I thought they were, when I first saw the Atlanteans, I was like, who are these as- underwater Aztecs? Yo <laughs> the whole first half, like the first step probably the first half of the whole story, mm-hmm. I was like, this is definitely what if we take the Aztecs and paint it blue. Right. Right. And put some seashells. My favorite were the guards that just had half a flounder on oh the top of God. a stake. Yeah, it's like that was a little fuck? that was a little extreme for me where I was like, no, no. I'm gonna no, go around spearing people like that. What are you doing? That's mm-hmm. not okay. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. I mean, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. I, I was really happy that we got the footage of him interacting with Zaroff. Mm-hmm. Really, that first real big interaction with right. them, right, right, where right. he's talking with Zaroff about, oh, you promised to raise Atlantis. Oh, well, how are you going to do that? Oh, you're going to just do that. Oh, okay, but wouldn't that do that? Yeah, it would do that. Oh, that's that is uh, true. That is. Yeah. But wouldn't this do this? Da, da, da. Yeah, it would. But wouldn't that blow up the planet? Yes, and that's it. Okay, just one question. Right. Why do you want to blow up the planet? Right. Like you're going to die too, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> her, the fact, the way that he made it, I'm interested in this the whole time, and mm-hmm. even to why do you want to blow up the planet to right. make Zaroff be like. For, like science duh <laughs> was so g- good <laughs> i loved i loved him mm-hmm. this, in mm-hmm. this one he um, was good i love the fact that he just will put on anything and everything the second someone gives him new clothes he's like fuck yes a new disguise i'm here what character do you want i can be Anything you want to give me, like, just tell me action and let's go. The burn that I loved, though, towards him was when Ben was like, they were trying to, like, do escape something in the fourth mm-hmm. in the fourth uh, episode. And Ben's like, in those trousers? And he's like, what's wrong with these trousers? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Aww, so, I'm, yeah, he's he's just that whole, their whole little bit is. Uh, yeah, I have no complaints so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You want to repeat that? Yeah, so far I have no complaints. I really like this. Yeah. I mean, besides the recorder, you know. The recorder. Oh, no, I, I still love the recorder. recorder. <sighs> I, I think the recorder. it's I think it's such a good extension of his personality. Mm-hmm. Where it really it, is. It really is that I kind of like poke my nose and shit and make noise mm-hmm. and I turn around three times and I wrinkle my nose and all of a sudden the problem's fixed. Mm-hmm. But I did it. It's almost like sleight of hand. He's right. almost like a ma- more of a magician right? because he's – and he's able to talk his way out of shit so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. he, like, 
fucked with those lights. And the guy was like, I just saw you. And he's like, nah. <laughs> what? Uh, no. Oh, me? Poor little me with the fucking device that I used to cut. <laughs> with like the scissors, right. like, scissors in his hand, cords in the other, what? sparking. How? And he's just like, what? No. How did I do this? I no. Not oh, me. I just stumbled. Just mm-hmm. this, I just, this is a coincidence. I happened to fall over. No, I, I love. I love him so much. Uh, I did enjoy the first episode where I caught we caught him. Well, I caught him kind of messing up his line, but then he like yeah. automatically fixed it. You know, yeah. I was like, great recovery. You know, it just slight stutter. You know, but mm-hmm. it's cool. This is awesome. I like that this doctor is back to asserting that he can control the TARDIS. Right, right. But in a way where we all know yeah. that he knows he's bullshitting everybody, and that right. he knows that they all know right. that he's bullshitting everybody. But we're just going to go gonna along go with, with this anyways. Right. Yeah, I do like that. Um, even though he immediately went for the like, okay, well, I'll show you, and then it breaks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I liked that. Yeah, he definitely had some good little zingers in there. Mm-hmm. Like the when they were, the doctor was saying, oh, we're just going to, you know, flood the planet. <laughs> you know, we're just going to fill the freaking thing with water and just f- flood everything you know in it mm-hmm. uh, and the doctor was like oh but one question like can we all swim and it's yeah. like oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. making yeah. light of something that is like many people could possibly die <laughs> right and he's like uh, everyone's on their own i'm sure someone lived right mm-hmm. which i kind of like in a way because I don't necessarily like the idea of your, it gives him like kind of a flaw, mm-hmm. but that's not like a really condemnable flaw mm-hmm. because like everybody's not his responsibility, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though they are when he wants them to be. Right. But they're really not. Mm-hmm. And he did just stop the planet from blowing up. Right. I'm looking at my notes and the part where he was, the doctor was trying to like tell everyone, basically yelling yeah. the... <laughs> The professor's plans and the line about Ander having indigestion was probably one of my favorites of the entire episode. There were there were a couple of times, mm-hmm. even in the past couple of stories with Troughton, that have made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Where previously I'd be I'd be like, let me write that down. That was cute or fun. Mm-hmm. like you know when you text LOL but mm-hmm. you don't actually LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually LOLing. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. The writing is really great. Whoever is, they're they're being pretty consistent mm-hmm. for two, right. which I really appreciate. Because he's always kind of grumpy, mm-hmm. but only in as much as he's not having a good time. Right. Exactly. Good time bored. comes first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saving people would be great if it goes hand in hand with if it. If it w- went but, with what I wanted to do. You know? But like, eh. let's have fun and save people, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you give this doctor? I'm going to give uh, an 8.6. Wow. 8.6. Yeah. I was thinking a nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't give... I I feel like I would give him a full 10 mm-hmm. if we had all the episodes. Yeah. I also understand that I'm... He's probably getting a nine. I'm feeling this much some kind of way for him. Mm-hmm. Because we have this is the first time we're properly seeing him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's, it's all like kind beginner's of beginner's like, luck. 
Yeah. So like maybe, you know, we'll find that this is actually a pretty standard story for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, because he doesn't, I don't actually like him more than I have in the past, in his past stories, but getting to watch him be the doctor right. instead of just hearing him, because right. in this, we truly get to see how much of a physical actor he is. Right. Definitely bumps that score up. Yep. Definitely the voice acting plus the body acting mm-hmm. make this character amazing yeah definitely two is definitely my bias right now okay 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 i'm assuming it's also yours out mm-hmm. of one and two for right now yeah for right yeah now. definitely not hard no hard no is no no no, no. bias my ass <laughs> <laughs> okay so how did you feel about ben ben came through ben came through he mm-hmm. definitely uh I love how now he's so calmly explaining to Jamie at the very beginning, like, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing. And this is what he does. And this is what he does after being the main one who wanted to, like, fucking leave every Mm -hmm. single time. He does kind of push the plot a little bit Mm -hmm. with, like, the the minor people. Mm -hmm. And he's also got a little bit of his smartness in there by like, you know, doing the whole voice thing with tricking the people that thinking it was Andor. For sure. Mm-hmm. Very Wizard of Oz vibes. Yeah, very much so. Having that zinger about the doctor's pants mm-hmm. and basically just like calling the doctor out when the doctor wanted to go back to save the professor. And he's like, nah, fam, did you just see? We just went through all this trouble to make sure his ass remained here. And now you said, you question that. Nah, bro. Like we're fucking leaving. We're going, I'm not dying for this. Yeah. You know? So I liked him this episode. I I didn't dislike him this episode, Mm -hmm. but I wrote two lines about Ben. Over four episodes. Oh, wow. I don't have any complaints about Ben. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely, I can definitely feel where they split Ben and Jamie. Jamie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which makes me sad because Jamie I liked more because we were being introduced to his character. Right. And Ben was our constant. He was the explainer. Right. He was the pusher. He was the mm-hmm. good old Ben, old reliable Ben, which he always is. Mm-hmm. And he was no different this episode. Mm-hmm. But he was also just not exciting. Right. Right. Because right, right. I think they gave a lot of that more to Jamie. Yeah. Just because, because like, why new? wouldn't you? Because it's his first. His first episode. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. I didn't dislike him. Like, eh, you're fine, meh. I liked him getting to bro around with Jamie a little bit. I liked because his relationship with the doctor is so, uh, you know, friendly, antagonistic. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That it was kind of nice to have him in, like, he wants in Polly's pants. Mm hmm. And now sure. he's got somebody that also wants to get in Polly's pants. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, fighting about it, they're bonding over it. They're bonding over the fact that they both want to get in her pants. So, what do you give Ben? I give Ben... I'll give him a seven. I feel like that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's right, because... He was fun. Yeah. You know, he did his part. Yeah. And he was still engaging, mm-hmm. and I still liked every moment he was on the screen. Mm-hmm. Didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but there was just nothing that yeah. made this... This isn't a... He was more me, than average. Yeah. This isn't a let me recommend this story. Ben right now is a I would recommend this companion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is not a I would recommend this Ben story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. So I feel like seven is a good... Good number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us to Polly. How do we feel about her? Ugh, she became so weak. screamy and just so... so just reverted back to what Susan was, you know, like yeah. it, it was really disheartening to say it, that she just became like she all like all of a sudden she just lost all her wits about her. You know? Oh, man. And it's like the one sad part about getting the footage back is being able to watch how much they never hold her down mm-hmm. while she screams and cries about being turned into a right. fish person. Like, they started off strong by her identifying the year of the bracelet, and then it just went downhill from no, there. I wrote, if I've learned one thing from <laughs> Classic Who, it's don't pick up the fucking bracelet. Right. You or know? go into the fucking cave. Right? I mean, like, go into the cave. I'd go into it, but... At this point, don't pick up any bracelets. <laughs> Picking up bracelets has, is like the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. Don't pick up any bracelets. Your character will be ruined. <laughs> she immediately gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one that's going to have, I actually thought was inter- very interesting because in the wake of everything that's happening in the world, because she was getting medical procedures against her choice. Right, 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 um, right. And didn't have any like physical agency. Um which right. I thought was something that was an actu- actually like an interesting subplot mm-hmm. through all of this mm-hmm. was the fish people. Mm-hmm. Um, thus my uh, stance for them at the beginning. This is a fish people friendly podcast. <laughs> um, but then at the end, she hurt that weird screaming thing mm-hmm. that she did at the end mm-hmm. where she mm-hmm. lost her She lost her goddamn mind. mind. Mm-hmm. In a way we've not ever seen. Mm-mm. It mm-hmm. reminded me of... Barbara at the end of the first episode of the Daleks, where the Daleks like coming at her with the weapon in her face, right. where she doesn't like know that ten minutes. Kill- yeah, it's like that episode of Austin Powers where the car is oh, like running over the Stuart character. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, very that. Except that I think this was worse. Yeah, they the really did a number on her. Really bad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The only thing that I really liked with Polly was that they let her be real multilingual. Yeah. In yeah. the middle, she's like, just freaking what do Deutsch. you know? Yeah. Do you, what is it? What do you ha- What do you speak? Yeah. I can, I can speak. Let's do French. Let's do German. Let's, let's do English. Try it all. Yeah. Which I, which I appreciated because mm-hmm. even if we're going to be Eurocentric, at least it's multilingual because right. that's hard. That's right. not easy. Right. Um, so I did love that. And that's it. Yeah. That's about it. That's, there's really no... I give her a four for being multilingual. <laughs> I won't go that low. I'll, go, I'll say five. Okay, that's fair. I'll say a five. All right. Uh, let's talk about best boy Jamie. Best boy James. <laughs> he really just meshes well into the group. Doesn't he? Yeah, he's very charismatic. Uh, even the acting, like when I got to see him yeah. kind of be in person. Um, he took the explanation of time travel in stride. Yeah. He is very much like, I don't fucking believe you, but okay, I have no choice to believe I know, you. I know. What the fuck ever. Let's go. Yeah. I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. He was very much very charismatic. Um, loudly announcing the compass was my best, was the best thing ever. Yeah. He's like, what about that compass? Like, Bro, shut the fuck up. 
do you yeah. not know the art of war? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir, you were just in one. You still have your traditional dress on, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Um, but not the whole time. Eventually, he gets put into that pantsuit. Mm-hmm. And hubba, I was not, hubba. I was not that in that pantsuit, man. I feel like I remember watching the, the first time and, like, all of a sudden there was, like... Mm. Yeah. Who is this? What, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> yeah, Jamie's adorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamie, Jamie's like properly like like a cute young guy. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And I like that he still has that like boyish quality about yeah. him that lets yeah. him still be the young character. Mm-hmm. But you also know that he's been through Culloden and right can, can kill mark you. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I loved. The consistency of him being almost like in one of those like the office type of situations where mm-hmm. he like looks at the camera and is like, "What the fuck is what's going on? Going on? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. the actual fuck is?" This? That's how everyone feels, dude. And it's so great because mm-hmm. he's given the space to be bewildered, mm-hmm. but he's also given the space to actually be an 18th century dude, right? And no one belittles him for it, which like. I guess thank God that we're not doing this with a female because Fair, I don't yeah. think they would have been able to not. Right. Uh, so if we're going to do this, like, mm-hmm. I guess we have to do it with a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, but Jamie's likable enough that I'm not mad about that. Right. Uh, he seems fun. He seems like he's kind of on the same humor train as the doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's cutely flirty with Polly. Right. Mm-hmm. He's cutely broy with mm-hmm. Ben. Mm-hmm. He's just, he seems real chill. Yeah. I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what goes, where we mm-hmm. go from here. Mm-hmm. I'm also excited to see if he never changes the way that he talks. Right. To see if he with keeps that, like, the 18th. accent. Mm-hmm. Well, the accent, like, a Scot's never going to lose their accent. That's I true. mean, more like um, if he, if the word the choice. The timiness. The, yeah, the, the language. Tongue. Yeah. Changes a little bit where, you know, there was apparent, there was one, one of them that I wrote down was when he says, what have I come upon? <laughs> Who says that? Yeah. Polly or Ben wouldn't say that. They'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Right, exactly. What like, is this? Who the fuck is this person what is it? talking about? Yeah. And so I'm going to be interested to see if it like, it, or it'd be great if like the doctor also incorporated some of like his language mm-hmm. into it. And so it also became a little bit like, mm-hmm. because that's part of my favorite thing about having lived in a bunch of places. Right. Is that there's some slang that I picked up on in different regions that will never leave my language because I personally love, but mm-hmm. outside of the region, it's totally it, useless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so it'll be interesting to see if that kind of language, if if they're paying Travels. that much attention mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. which they're probably mm-hmm. not. But we'll see. That's what I would hope. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So what do you give Jamie? Jamie is going to get, I'll say a seven. Mm-hmm. His it pushes him. You know, he was he was all right. Honestly, he he took a lot of the uh like you said, a lot of the spunk that Ben was supposed to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with the seven. Um I'm looking forward to more Jamie. So, um who's the baddie? Well, obviously. Yeah. Prof. Prof Z. Yeah. Prof Z. I have been liking these scientists as the villain. Because it's very much just a reminder of how innovation can just be taken and used in some, like, crazy way. Yes. Mm -hmm. But from now on, 
I'm taking full points off <laughs> of story scores for relying on the trope of a mad scientist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, as I have argued before, <laughs> and will argue till the day I die, <laughs> till I'm blue in the face. Are there scientists that are like, I'm going to do some fucked up shit today for the sake of science or like ignore humanitarian, you know, lines because science is the most important and they're just kind of dicks. Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that we are blaming all of this like progress on the scientists that create it Mm -hmm. instead of what normally happens, which is somebody else gets their hands on the science Mm -hmm. and utilizes it in a different way Mm -hmm. than what was being thought of when it was, Mm -hmm. you know, I wish that we wouldn't always just blame the scientist Mm -hmm. because most scientists aren't like that. And I know that it's a good scapegoat. Like, I get it, I get it, I get it. But it's a chicken and the egg problem. No. (laughs) Because if I... But I get what you're saying. You know, if I make a paper clip because it holds paper... It's like the whole guns don't kill people, 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 guns don't kill people, people kill people. And and that's why I think that we should have background checks on people. I don't need the background check on the gun. I need the background check on the person. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what I'm asking for here, fam. What did the gun do? Yeah, a gun didn't do nothing. Just sitting there being a piece of metal. Does the gun have good moral character? (laughs) Yeah, like, but it's that whole thing where it's like, if I design a paperclip to hold paper and you're like, oh, I can use this paperclip and use this to make it into a weapon. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just trying to make paper stay together. Mm -hmm. So like, that's Mm -hmm. not my fault. Right. Because you would have found another Another thing thing. piece Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. you know so do i understand the trope yes is it an easy trope yes Uh, is it a well-used trope absolutely Mm -hmm. am i just gonna have to deal with it yes Mm -hmm. will i be cranky every time yes Mm -hmm. because it just sucks that we can't be more positive about science Mm -hmm. and then it always has to be the bad guy Mm -hmm. Mm because even if we're going to call him the doctor and he has all of this stuff like he's he's never been super sciencey Mm-hmm. He, at, at this point, we don't really have a lot of evidence to prove that he's that like he's a, a science guy. Yeah, he just uh, knows a lot of he things. Just, he seems to know a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. which is great. But like as I said earlier, his facts about the Miocene were technically incorrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zaroff was a good bad guy. He was mm-hmm. scary. He was crazy. Yeah, he was insane. Yeah, the whole thing about the eyes. I was like, he was giving the eyes. Yeah, yeah. I see. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you mean. Like from the hair to the jacket oh, yeah. to the like, just Those everything. Brows. It, yeah. The brows on Damon, or was it? Yeah, who was it? The, I think it was on yeah. the the Atlantean who mm-hmm. was on uh, his team. Oh yeah, those yeah, yeah. brows, even the king's yeah. brows, some serious brows. Yeah, definitely. Like they they took all of Polly's brow game. Really? Yeah. They were like all the hair that you don't have, we're mm-hmm. gonna have, and twi- twofold. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I also wrote in here is the fact that he was like actually crazy almost made him less scary mm-hmm. yeah because there wasn't as much evil intent behind it it was definitely insanity it was like mm-hmm. it was like insane like he needed help yeah and he was in a place that couldn't provide him help mm-hmm. he like needed some help mm-hmm. um because from what it sounds like he was his amazing creative mind right and got locked into Mm -hmm. uh you know which i don't know anything about locked into like an obsessive pattern Mm -hmm. or like an obsessive thought 
And if you don't know that you're like that or don't know that that's a part of like how your brain operates, like to get stuck into one of those is really scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And instead of being afraid, he like wrote it hard, Mm -hmm. which can be really dangerous for both him and everybody else, as we saw. Right. Um, So I did think that was, I, I find some of these interesting as like early insights into how the 60s was unable to talk about mental health, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, it's still prevalent right. in their stories. Like, we still right. talked about things like mental health and that kind of stuff, like, mm-hmm. more often than I would have thought. Right. Oh, yeah. Here's my note of, I'd like to state my official derision of the evil scientist trope. <laughs> it was very intense that he drowned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they filmed that backwards. So, like, they filmed the tank full of water. Uh, and he went, bloop, he- bloop, bloop. And then yeah, they went yeah. and dried him off and lowered the water. And they put him back in the water. And he was like, whoa, I'm drowning. And then they took him out and dried him off. And they lowered the water. And they put him back in around his knees. And then they filmed him dry. That's a lot of dry clothes. <laughs> right? It was a very interesting a very, uh, direction to right, film that in. Right. So what do you give Zaroff? You know, I'm going to give him a seven. He wasn't like bad, bad. He was definitely like he could you could see that he lost his way mm-hmm. but he also just wasn't like yeah he was scared and he shot people but like we've seen worse yeah and it was honestly it was the the king is the one that made it impossible mm-hmm. and you know maybe this is another this is a great allegory for this is what uh, you do to people well what happens in when you have science that runs unchecked in a religious state right oh yeah 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 not that we know anything about that. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so I gave him a six mm-hmm. because I didn't think Makes he sense. was like super great mm-hmm. and evil scientist. And if he had just had a king, some guy, somebody to check him, like, why'd y'all let him in and do all like this right. is. There was no need for this. Like, what were y'all eating before the plankton, fish people right. the plankton? Right. Like, what were y'all This wasn't eating? necessary. Like, he hasn't been here that long. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was supposed to be dead. Like, there was something in the beginning about how, like, the doctor's like... Who didn't do their job? Why aren't you dead yet? Yeah. You're supposed Who to be dead. Who did not do their job? You were supposed to be dead, like, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think about the story? The story overall, I did enjoy. I did It too. was a good one. Um, I I appreciated the animation. I appreciated being able to see the whole gang mm-hmm. together acting, you know, real, not real time, but, you know, um, having the real footage of the episode. Um, I enjoyed the fish people and the story about the fish people and, like, how they got to be there. The miners and just, mm-hmm. like, the fact that they, like, lured these people that were trapped at sea, you know, just... Coercion. It was yeah. trafficking, you know? It, well, yeah. Yeah. So I mean there was a little bit of everything in this. Yeah, episode. it was like it was like people that were stuck after a hurricane, trapped right. for reasons beyond their control, taken right. downstairs and you know Well given a choice, you either die or you come with or us. Or you get you get euthanized. Mm-hmm. Like what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. I thought it was really great. It was just fun. I mean, like the costumes were so stupid. Right. That they were, it was so campy. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of camp. Mm-hmm. It definitely reminded me of like a challenge on RuPaul's Drag. Like some of those scenes were very like challenge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you have. Early days. Yeah. You, you know, you go down to the beach and you only have shells. Now make a look. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. would cut the shit out of like. 
right being covered in that many pectin you get that's shit a lot come yeah. out of you like mm-hmm. i've been stabbed by seashells before and it's like like you get it's they're sharp yeah they're for it's for a reason it's defense right 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 but the looks were stupid Therefore, I loved them. Mm-hmm. This was such a good example of like shitty sci-fi that it's just shitty in all the right ways. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, even the um, the fish people, mm-hmm. which crowning moment of the episode was those fish people being aghast at the at our like dumb and dumber group, like the mm-hmm. miners, the mm-hmm. <laughs> the Irishman and Latin right. boy, right. Um, <laughs> random dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those uh, big old black eyes. Yeah. And one of the things that I liked most was like the downturned mouth, the oversized downturned mouth mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. painted on them. It was one of the best. Those motherfuckers look like deep sea creatures. <laughs> I did, like did, there's yeah. Like I'm I'm weird. I have a background in marine biology. Deep sea creatures are some of my favorites. Like mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the blobfish. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty good ones down there. And pretty. If you tell me that they were not some kind of like sparkly blobfish, mm-hmm. like or a snailfish or one of those where you bring them up and all of a sudden they just go. Right, right, right. And like all they're just, you know, instead of being buoyant, to just move to the... Mm -hmm. Or like a Goliath grouper. Have you ever been to the aquarium and seen one of those? No. Fortunately for you, I can... Let's see, let's see. That's a Goliath. That's a Goliath grouper. Oh, wow. That's fucking huge. Oh, he's massive. He's like the size of Bo. They're massive. They're huge. But you get that like huge beady eyes and like that. Right. And I just... I rewound to watch that drug trip of a ballet underwater Mm. scene just so good i giggled the whole time it was so bad but it was so good the way that their like body suits were like pulling up from the wires Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that to swim they were doing a lot of like this like jerky arm movement Mm -hmm. but their legs would just be stick straight oh god and like being pulled down with the gravity Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But they're supposed to be swimming, like. But there's, no, uh, I just, yeah, it's it was just so yeah. good, but so bad. <laughs> Every moment, I loved. I loved. I loved. I loved. Anything else? No, I think we're good. I think we covered it all. Honestly, I, I have, I haven't had an episode this with this new doctor that I have not liked yet. Yeah, it's been it's been very good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can dig it. So uh, what do you give the story? The story I will give... I'm going to give it an 8 because of the fishermen. I'm giving it an 8 too. Mm-hmm. One minus point for the science trope, the evil scientist mm-hmm. trope. Mm-hmm. And then I also wrote down in here at another point that in they had him walk into the scientist's lair and he had sharks swimming in a tank to show that he was evil and sharks aren't evil they're really cool so they also got minus one point for it is shark maligning week. sharks i don't give a fuck about shark week shark week is a blight upon society because it has blight. been it was the source of the fucking megalodon documentary documentary and they glamorize the aggression of sharks which is a damn shame because there are some really fucking cool sharks out there go look up cookie cutter sharks and goblin sharks yeah they their little jaws come out Mm -hmm. and like they it's like um they go down mostly towards whale falls Mm -hmm. and they'll latch on and their jaws come out like it's like a melon scooper right out of the side of the dead whale and so you can know that they've come around because you can basically see see like little melon balls scoops out of 
that the is size crazy. of the uh, bodies. They're really, oh, they're so cool. There's the Greenland shark that never swims faster than about six miles an hour because it's so fucking cold that they mm. can't expend that kind of energy. Okay. Every single species of them have been found with parasites in their eyes, rendering them blind. Every single one. But one of them was found with a seal in its stomach. What? So at some point, these blind, slow motherfuckers can catch seals and we have no idea how because it's never been witnessed with cameras or like in pr- nothing. Nothing. They're crazy. They're so cool. Those are the ones that people in Iceland. Greenland? One of the... One of the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's Iceland though. Um, bury them and like ferment them for like six months before they eat them. It's... Oh. Apparently a very intense experience. Okay. Yeah, but sharks are so cool. Hmm. They don't make, they're not bad. Also, they don't think humans taste very good. <laughs> they think we taste yucky. See, <laughs> see more for... See for details. But none of that matters, except that sharks do. If we get rid of sharks, if sharks die, the rest of the world dies, because they are a very important apex predator. But that's not for this podcast. The <laughs> only thing that matters in this pocket corner of the universe mm-hmm. is, was this story neat? Or not? I would say neat. I would too. I think a lot of that, kind of like what I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. I have a feeling a lot of it comes from the fact that it's the first time we're getting footage. Yes, because Mm -hmm. I have always, I mean, so far... I've been able to really enjoy episodes, even just with the voice acting. So Mm -hmm. then I naturally enjoyed this one with Mm -hmm. the with the acting and the voice acting and being able to see how people saw it back Mm -hmm. in 1967, right? Mm -hmm. Would it be a fave if we saw everything animated? I don't know. I don't know. I can't say I... Like, it's good. It's Mm -hmm. not mind-blowing. It's definitely... It's pretty recycled, honestly. It is, it is. And the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, really, this is definitely something that has gone on in history for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how it would feel if I saw the other ones animate. Like, I I don't know. Right. I And I still don't think that negates the fact that I think that it's neat because Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is this is what we've got. And it it is neat because it is some of the only footage that we have of Troughton Mm -hmm. and... Especially from this, like from his early days, mm-hmm. you know, when we're first getting into the character, and you know, we didn't have Jamie's first episode, mm-hmm. so it's really nice to finally have them animated. Yep. We mm-hmm. had this idea of Ben and Polly, mm-hmm. and it was so nice to see them moving around too, right, because right. I was even getting locked into like that Polly and Ben were just kind of boring, right? A mm-hmm. little bit like subpar because we didn't, yeah. And then watching them again, I was like, oh no, no. I mean, Polly kind of sucked this episode, but <laughs> she really sucked this episode. But I still really liked her. <laughs> I was just disappointed, right, in her character. Right. But when she was still, she was still funny and cool and like kind of suave mm-hmm. and like low key Bond girly, mm-hmm. just a little bit too screamy, right? So I definitely am going to go with that neat. I agree. Awesome. That's exciting. Now, one of the things that I'm going to add at this point mm-hmm. is that this is one of those episodes that is hugely derided. People hate this story. Mm-hmm. This is like one of the one worst of the episodes ever. Oh, Jesus. Um, which made me giggle when I was doing all the research because I was like, I love this story. Yeah. Uh, I think this was like fun. The Golden Corral can still eat my shorts. Yeah. 
No, this was so much more fun. <laughs> so much more fun than that yeah. one. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, the doctor made a friend in Ara. You know, he had some, they had like these wild escapades. They weren't complete pieces of shit. To, yeah. You know, they just started a revolution. <laughs> no big deal. Right. And like, and it had so many, it, it really did feel like if the Aztecs had been done underwater. Felt, well, yeah, I personally felt that it was like if the Aztecs had been done well. Oh, yeah. Damn. Also, where like, you know, they're not coming in and being like, hey, Aztecians. We're, we're just going to fuck your shit. We're going to tell you everything you're doing wrong. It was, hang on, you know that he's trying on exploding everything? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, you, would, you were trying to stop the, oh, you think... Okay, we'll help you. Yeah, right. We're on the same side, bro. Yeah, it wasn't ever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really telling the Atlanteans they were wrong. Exactly. It was the doctor realizing, I got to save my own ass because I can't really get out of this space at the moment. Yeah, so I really liked it. And everybody else is wrong because... We're right. Well, because it's clearly neat Mm -hmm. and that's the only thing that matters. You're big, you're small. I'm right, you're wrong. (laughs) Hey, Matilda. I haven't seen the movie in a while. Ah, me too. I like that movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was neat. Neat. We'll see how it uh, how it fares in the showdowns. I know, isn't it dun, so dun, much dun. Fun, more fun? Now like, that I know what the hell is going on, now I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, isn't it kind of like more fun to be like, do I think this could compete at that level? Right, right, right. We need to think about champions. Mm-hmm. Okay, no mediocres here. Yeah. And this is not a champion. This no, is definitely be out early rounds. varsity team. Yeah, right. Um, no, maybe like junior varsity. Yeah, JV, JV. You know not. Yeah, no, I but like deserves to be in the deserves to be in the room, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be the winner. Not at all, not at all. But you know, we are legitimately four stories <laughs> into the second doctor, and a, and this fifty, this one glass. Let me tell you, I don't know. It's because if I didn't eat that much today, or like what it is, but my eyes feel twisted. Oh uh, yeah, I had a lot of barbecue for my birthday. <laughs> my eyes feel so. uh that's it for this week. In two weeks, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the moon base. All right. Bonus base. See you later, folks. Bye. <laughs>Thank you so much for tuning in this week and we super appreciate every single one of y'all's support <laughs> we like you a lot we think you're really cool and we appreciate you a whole ton and if you have any questions comments or whiskey recommendations you can find us on instagram at dr who underscore on the rocks or if you're old-fashioned like me you can email us at media on the rocks pod at gmail.com and don't forget to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review, or like smoke signals, or whatever you can do to help us. Paper airplanes are cool. <laughs> yeah, you can send us a message in a bottle, uh, hot air balloon with like a banner behind it. Whatever you. Oh, one of those uh, fireworks with a message. Ooh, a dr- a drone display. A drone display. Advertising that, could be good. Uh, that would be cool too. Anyway, or just tell a friend. Yeah. That would That's actually be the easiest easier one. Easier and cheapest. <laughs> easiest and cheapest. It would just be to tell a friend. Um, but anyway you want to reach out, we love hearing from you and we thank you for listening every other week. And we'll see you 
in two weeks. Bye. Cheers.